from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, September 11th, 2015, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffolds. Damn, nice to see you, buddy. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Jeremiah Dunlap. Good to be here. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way from Chicago, Illinois, author and speaker, Shana Nequist. Good morning. This week's show is brought to you by The Great Courses. Uh, Most of you listening to this podcast are a lot like us. You're interested in learning for your own personal enjoyment and enrichment. I like that you put us all on that boat. The copy says you're a lot like me, but the reality is is you guys are all lifelong learners as well. That was a good on-the-fly edit. (laughs) (laughs) You're a pro. (laughs) That's the motivation behind The Great Courses, an engaging video and audio lecture series taught by top professors and experts in their fields. I recently watched uh, the Great Courses series, The Fundamentals of Photography. I didn't get all the way through it yet. Uh, before that, I did the History of Christianity, and I didn't get all the way through that one yet either. But they're great. You're a great student. It's really <laughs> good stuff. The beginnings of them are great. It's fantastic. No, I got about two-thirds on both of them, and I'm still going. Uh, it's really great stuff, and the quality of the teaching is unreal. It's like Ivy League-level um, uh, professor uh, teaching. It's unreal. Uh, the Great Courses right now are celebrating their 25th anniversary with over 500 courses, including history, literature, psychology, better living, and more. You can watch or listen with DVDs, CDs. You can stream it. There's digital downloads, or you can uh, use the Great Courses app. Um, the Great Courses created a special limited-time offer for relevant listeners. Right now, you can order from eight of their best-selling courses, including the Fundamentals of Photography, the History of Christianity, the Fundamentals of Music, the Art of Storytelling, Whoa. the Everyday Gourmet... They threw that one in there for Shauna. I feel uh, like I feel like Shauna doesn't need it. I feel yeah. like we maybe need it. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I think these are representative of the cast. The fundamentals of music, that'd be for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We need to start you at the ground level, Eddie, clearly. <laughs> hurtful, uh, hurtful pretty early. <laughs> I don't know who the storyteller is. Jesse, he's a professional writer. He's going to get a quill, on a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be Shauna again, though. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Better story. yeah. These are all she representative up, of Shauna. She ups our game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All of these, uh, these eight bestsellers are 80% off uh, the original price. You can order today. Go to thegreatcourses.com slash relevant. That's thegreatcourses.com slash relevant. Um, get the eight bestsellers for up to 80% off. Really I love cool. that. I think I'm going to do it. I'm t- I would love to be like in college perpetually, just always yes. taking a class on something. That's but, so cool. But that's the thing is like, I was listening to it and it's like each lecture is like 45 minutes and there's, you know, 16 of them. And I'm going, this is actually a course. This is a real course. Yeah. And really, and it's really, I'm realizing how little attention I paid when I was actually in college. Well, I mean, we were busy, you know, I mean, I remember being like 18, 19, I had to go to class for like sometimes three times in one day. Right. I mean, it was, it was oh, pretty that, that would so. never happen for me. And then three times. Yeah. A day. Yeah. And then, I, I, yeah. What, what, yeah. What, what am I? Some sort of like monk that <laughs> just dedicated their life to, to, to discipline. See, here's the great thing about great courses. All right. 
it's college without any of the obligation and stress. I know, that's the thing. Know? I'm right. saying, like, if you remove the fact that there's, like, a test coming or you're cramming or that, you just are listening to the content. Right. Learning is kind of good. Right. Like, I like it. Like, I wish I could go back and re-engage college, you know, like, as this mindset. That's the one regret I have about college was the lack <laughs> of learning. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, I committed myself to a lot of things in college. There was intramural sports. There was a social life. There was mm-hmm. just dorm hijinks. I think that was my my, my hierarchy <laughs> at the time. A dorm hijinks, social life, and intramural sports. Uh, but learning didn't figure in. No. So now it's like later in life, I can go and, you know, yeah. uh, engage without just barely skimming by. And the cool thing is you can cherry pick only the subjects that you like. Well, I think it's I think it's actually really cool. Yeah, I do too. Because I've wanted to go back to school, but not because I need a degree, but just because I want someone to like force feed me information. And I learn really well in that environment just listening to something. Can, Cameron, can I can I tell you about the startup that I'm working on too? Uh, for the other side of the college coin, uh, I haven't named it yet, but for a small fee, you can experience my hierarchy, which is I'll play intramural sports with you, which is shooting hoops in the driveway. Yeah. Social life, I don't know, we'll go out and do something. And dorm hijinks, we'll play pranks on your neighbors. It's going to cost uh, uh, $7,000 a month. It's very high, <laughs> but it's a subscription. Cancel it's anytime. It's a subscription. Yeah. And you're guaranteed at least uh, 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 90 minutes of FaceTime every two months. So it seems like <laughs> wow. a good deal. It's, it's like a, a bargain. Yeah. It's a really, that, that, I really like that idea. <laughs> I, uh, the, the, the great courses app thing, uh, I, I want to test out because I, I have a, this week I started a new routine. Oh. And in the mornings, I have like an hour and a half to kill after I drop uh, the kid off to school and mm-hmm. work starting. Mm-hmm. So I joined a gym. Oh. And for the first really? time in my life, I'm actually working out. I've been, I've already been this week twice. It's nice. It's what, 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 what's your workout consist of at this point? Just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of squatting. Watching, no, e- I don't know. Watching ESPN. I feel, like, the, uh... I feel like the first week of gym membership is is the machine scoping. Period. But, okay. But where, you got where, where you learn the land. This, this is why I brought it up because I need I need some pro tips here. Right. Eddie's lost you know a Volkswagen basically <laughs> in the last year. Shauna is you know she's flush faced right now because she was just out jogging. You know that's how she preps for the show. Yeah. And then Jesse well, clearly you? is an Adonis among men. So yeah. I, you know chiseled I, and hewn I, out I, of the finest all of you, marble. All of you need to give me some pro tips here on what to do. So I'm going to download the great courses. So I have stuff to listen to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I now, think really the only danger I feel is um, when you get on a machine, you have to make sure you feel comfortable about who's next to you. It's like mm-hmm. a parking space. Or do you want to leave it open for who might get next to you? Uh. Sometimes it's better to make kind of weird choices to avoid what could be a really bad late arriver. Oh. Yeah. Or, you know what else I don't like is when there's rows of machines, I'm like, oh, now I'm running in front of like this oh, no, person. No. Like that is very uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't I don't want to like See, I, I there are rows and I sidled up to the back row in the corner. That's, that's what, what I, that's what you want to do. Get, okay. Get Cameron, let, let me let me give you a tip. All right. right here. Hot tip. So, you see when you enter the way, the the like the weight room or the gym area and it's crowded like like let's say after work you want to figure out a way to to just do your thing and get out you don't want to be there all night uh, so early on establish the guy that when you come in everyone else wants to give you your space so that means going up to those complicated machines you can find lots of cables yeah. and pins and things that we're not even to even experts at the machine aren't totally fully aware of all of the machine's capabilities yeah. Go up to that one, put as much weight as it will hold, 
and just attempt the most difficult exercise while screaming spot. <laughs> <laughs> little help, a spot, little help. <laughs> you go in at the busiest time of day, it's going to clear for you. It's going to be the party to the Red Sea. You're going to have the whole room to yourself. If for two weeks, you'll dedicate yourself to being the guy who's yelling spot really loudly. Now, listen, that's true. are you going to get a trainer? Uh, I. You need to get a trainer. Why? You because you don't need one forever, but you need one for a couple weeks. They'll show Can, you. Can everything. We, let me tell you this: trainers and professional routines are a scam. You go with your gut in the weight room. <laughs> if you if, if your if your gut is telling you to pick up that weight and just heave it, yeah. like in some sort of like barbaric, yeah. you know, just brute exercise, yeah. do it. You know, I, that's my approach to work. Well, out. I did while I was on uh, one of the uh, cardio machines. You know, just kind of warming up. Uh, it faces the kind of hardcore weight area, you know, like the real weightlifters and yeah. stuff. And so I'm watching these guys. And, uh, and, and, and <laughs> I did see a guy who kind of set the bar for me. He uh, is very chiseled, took a huge chain and put like, I don't know, a couple hundred pounds of, of dead weight on the chain, put it around mm-hmm. his waist, mm-hmm. goes up, grabs the, the bar and starts doing chin-ups. I know. He had to add a couple hundred pounds to his own body weight. I know to do all these. Chin- I was like, man, this yeah, this next level. That disgusts me. Yeah, and then I'm back there with my trainer. I'm like, excuse me, gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, the tens. Where are the tens? I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna need two. <laughs> they all look at me like, get this lady out of here. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> but I tell you, it was great. I, uh, you know, I'm, I have to get ready there for work, you know, and stuff. But I uh, discovered today, sauna. There's a sauna. So is like, that the dry one or the the? It was a dry sauna. Oh, those were nice. Cameron, let me yeah. ask you this: What's your workout to sauna time ratio? Yeah. please no, tell me it's one right, to one. Listen, Seventy thirty. I worked out for a solid hour. Sauna, uh, Shauna, Shauna, yep. sauna for that's ten. That, that's been confusing in the past. Yeah, sauna for ten minutes and then I got ready. This is the most important thing. Do you have flip flops to yeah, wear in abs- the shower? Uh, yes. Uh, yesterday. Did not remember them today. Definitely packed them today. <laughs> Literally, that's that's like a full on nightmare scenario for me. Oh yeah, I was like if walking on my no, tiptoes. If I have to go barefoot in a public shower, like I can I can handle a lot of things in life, but that is I yeah. think it's the that's most filthy really place. Really, outer edge for me. It's as filthy a place can, as it could possibly. You can smell the germs. I mean, it's like it's <laughs> even a good gym. It's the most filthy thing. You have racquetball in your gym? Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, can, okay. can, 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 real yeah. quick. They're feeding you bad advice. <laughs> Here's the thing: you got to build a resistance. Only, the only right? thing you need, the only thing you need, outfit-wise, wardrobe, is a pair of matching gray sweats. Okay. Old school champion sweatshirt. Yeah. Scrunchy school, at the bottom. Yeah, with the with the with the sweatpants. That's the only appropriate apparel for right. the gym. Is right. Matching gray sweats with with a big uh, tan like a uh, like back brace belt. Thing, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. To be worn at all mm-hmm. times, including the showers and yeah. the sauna. Yeah. And the other thing is the flip flop thing. Yeah, you want your feet to basically be Hobbit feet. Hobbit like, feet. Okay, could, could walk to Mordor because they're so they've absorbed every fungus and already <laughs> already developed immunities. You're the dirtiest person I know. <laughs> but that's he's talking about building up resistance. It's basically resistance training for germs and bacteria. That's the thing. The gym is about toughening the body. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Tough thing about it. Not pampering. Sweet Cameron has just a huge red rash all over his feet today. And, <laughs> I, uh, and I, so gross. It is disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's creeping up my leg. No, yeah. no, Glad you're on this week, Shauna. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, go. people can change, right? I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I was, I've never worked out. I've been one of the laziest people. And I thought, why not? It's but, so impressive, Cameron, because it's not even New Year's. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I'm the not middle. conventional. You're about to go into like the the time that everyone lets themselves go, 
because a new year is coming up. Like well, the, the fall well, is coming, you know. Yeah. You know what I did? I signed up for just for the whole to what you were talking about with like um, the holiday season coming up. Mm-hmm. I signed up for a 10K in the middle of it all. Good. So even if I get Smart. disgusting, I'm still going to have to figure out how to slug through six miles. <laughs> like, that's so awesome. When is right? it? Wait, 10Ks are three miles. No, no, 10K. Oh, that's 5K. Six, you're right. Yeah, you're right. 6.2. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 6.2, which is, for some people, it's, are like, oh, no big six deal. It's fine. It's that point two that really gets that you. That point two is yeah. when the tears yeah. start flowing. Yeah. Anyone, anyone <laughs> can get off the couch and just, you know, mentally just press through six miles. It's the real champions that can get that extra point two. That point two. Don't <laughs> because mess around. Because at the six, you see them cramping up, you know, and they're like crawling. Yeah. Yeah. The people that train, the point two is a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I've never run a race or anything like that. I've never done anything athletic other than high school sports. It's, and I guess intramurals. Yeah. Well, and now this. And, and, and I, but I, I, it would be very intimidating for me to have to train for a race. Yeah, but it's we really easy. We should do a easy. race together. That would be really fun. It is really, really fun. Is it really? It this is. It's yeah. awful. No, it is. Except- I'm like the least athletic person who ever lived, and I think they're so fun. But you know why you like them? Well, one, the training part of it is like you really start to like, uh, like get in your head and like fight with yourself, and like you really like push yourself to go like faster and do better, and you start to learn about running and stuff. But then the race day is really exciting. You're like, oh my gosh, I have like a number on me, and I someone's tracking my time, and my kids are going to be at the end like clapping for me. It's really, really terrifying. It's amazing. It's totally terrifying. But that's why you run. See, I I had kind of a I had all those elements when I did one, but I had like it wasn't like a positive experience though. Well, no, I think why? it's gonna be terrible. I hate running. I hate well, every well, step. I did two years ago. I did a marathon, huh. and I had heard the stories of cramping. Yeah, like of horrific body cramping. Yeah, you know, and you see the videos online where where, where people don't even look. They look like they've lost all physical ability. Right? Yeah, you know, right. And 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 I didn't take the nutrition portion of the training series. Shocker. What? Shocker. <laughs> I completely ignored that element. I feel like I, to a little me, belt with it was just like a hot pocket holster. Yeah. <laughs> just with a special a rib pack in the back that he could just an emergency rib. I looked at I looked at the whole thing as a, as a, as an excuse to constantly be carving up. Carving you up. So just, yeah. Right. All you I, did was I, eat. I was carbo loading uh, all, all year round. But I got really, really bad uh, uh, leg cramps. And, and, like, so bad that I, like, fell to the ground. And I'm, like, lying there. And this dude runs by me. And he looked like, an, like you know, Cameron was saying in Adonis, this dude, he looked like an NFL running back. Yeah. Just, like, shredded. Like, yeah. you could, he looked like someone off American Gladiators in the 80s. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Like, like a fictional comic book. He's like, don't worry, dude. The, I cramped up a little while back, too. It gets better. No big deal. And he, and he runs by. And I'm thinking, okay, if that dude can overcome cramps, you yeah. know, obviously this is just the thing that happens. You'll be fine. I start running again, like a quarter mile down. I see him literally rolling on the ground in agony. And he tells me, dude, I was wrong. It gets way worse. <laughs> way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you know what? He was right. I had terrible Dude, cramps I was the rest wrong. of the time. It was horrible. I, we, I ran the Chicago Marathon in 2010. It's the only you know big race I've ever done. But we finished. Like it was cool, and we were excited. And and then the second it was over, I was with my friend Kirsten and I. We like lost all sense of everything. Like Aaron started calling me like, "Where should I meet you?" And I just literally was like, "I'm in a suit down." I just know. had to come find me. Like, <laughs> middle of Grant Park. I'm one of the late one in ten thousand people running. I was like, I don't know where I am. Like it was just over. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. That's uh, really fun. Well, uh, yeah. So so new seasons, new things. Maybe maybe. Uh, 
Maybe we can challenge our listeners to all turn over a new leaf with us or something and take on some new. Oh yeah, October I'm, October thirty first is my ten k. So if someone's going to run, are you one, wearing a costume? Yeah, I don't think so. You I have feel to. I feel silly you in costume. Hey, hey, hey. Cat you guys, whiskers. You guys, cat whiskers. You guys know I feel really I silly in costumes. Little cat ears. Come on. Little cat ears, cat whiskers. Big cat running do down the street. Ta- do, you, do you want to know what my daughter, what Lucy is dressing up as? What? And this is not from me. This is not like mom and I trying to make right. it funny. She was going to be the banana slicer. You know the banana yeah, slicer yeah. we've talked about? Yeah. That's her costume. Because I use it every once in a while, and she's just fascinated with it. And so when she decided what she wants to be for Halloween, she wants to be the banana slicer. So we're Did gonna... you really use the banana slicer? Yeah, it's really convenient, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not that I don't think, like, slicing a banana all at one time is convenient. It's like, who's eating sliced bananas is Kids, the question. Lucy, Little girls. Lucy. But, I mean, it seems like a banana is, like, the easiest thing to eat without slicing because it's just <laughs> mushy by nature. But not everything about kid food is logical. Sometimes it's about presentation. So, <laughs> you know, she likes it. I feel like it'd be so hard to wash. Like, you, it's like a tiny little time saver, and then you're like... I just put it in the, strings out of I there. just take it to the gym shower with me. And just <laughs> wash Drop it, it on out. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kick it around for a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we're good to go. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay, well, moving the show along. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Coming up later, we talk to English rock band Foles. They have a new album out. It's incredible. And, uh, they give us an inside look Foles. at some of their favorite tracks. Spell uh, that. From the album. F-O-A-L-S. Like a baby oh, horse. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Or, okay. or in the new issue of Relevant, you know, the feature with the large word Foles on that page. Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. You know. uh, also, we talk with Stephen Mansfield about the recent uh, oh, Ashley yeah. Madison scandal, and he gives us his unique perspective on how we should respond as Christians. Did you see the news that one of the pastors that... Uh, his name came out on the Ashley Madison list. He committed suicide yesterday. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I didn't on, see that. I saw no. it on Facebook. It's one of those stories everybody's sharing this oh, week. Yeah. yeah. That, it's like, oh, yeah, these are real people. And real lives are really being destroyed oh, by all this. Yeah, that story on, oh, Relevant, about how like 400 pastors would be like possibly yeah. resigning over. The, I was like, oh, this is just crushing. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. So, Stephen Mansfield, uh, he's author. He's coming on uh talk about that later. Man. Uh, well, moving the show along, it's time for In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. Um, this is where we uh, look at kind of things that are happening in culture this past week. In Case You Missed It, here's a few of the highlights of stuff we saw. Uh, a few days ago, we learned that executives from Nickelodeon are in talks to bring back classic characters from the network's 90s heyday, and we're going to uh, get a movie out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so we're getting a glimpse of what they might have in mind. So... Um, the the film will star characters from shows in, including uh, Rocco's uh, Modern Life, uh, Hey Arnold, Ren and Stimpy, and Angry Beavers joined together in an adv- Avengers esque team up adventure. So um, oh, it's animated. It's yeah. not like uh, yeah. Say by the Bell and stuff. It's, no, no, no. Well, it's, well, well, it's going to be a mix of animated and live action. Yeah. They said that it's going to be sort of in the vein yeah. of like a Space Jam or a Who Framed Roger Rabbit oh, sort of oh, thing. I Whoa, see. yeah, yeah. Guess so that's fun. So that's coming up. Yeah. I don't know who the target audience is for that. It's younger than us because I mean, well, not us, but I, me. I, that shows like, were all like my brothers. It's like my age. Yeah, that's that's all my stuff from when I was younger. Yeah. But would you go see that? Would yeah. you go see a Who Framed Roger Rabbit with Hey Arnold? Not if Who Framed Roger Rabbit was in it, but I would see it with Hey Arnold was in it. Mm. You really yeah. would? Yeah. I absolutely would. Friday yeah. night, wanted to go out. Date I, don't know, night. I wouldn't do it on Friday night, and I wouldn't do it on date night. I would be like, oh, I have a. 
a day off and lunch by myself. <laughs> go watch this movie. <laughs> He's trying to tell his boss, I would yeah. skip work yeah. and go right, see right. that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know exactly. how to break it to you, Cameron. I would rather but, go see Hey Arnold. Yeah. yeah. But, but if it was like, I wish they had gone like a little bit older too, of like if yeah. they would have brought back the Pete and Pete guys, yeah. Doug, like yeah. I would totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're missing it though by making a kid show for adults rather than bringing them back as kids shows. Because right. they were really good kid shows. So now they'll try to make all the humor kind of like that, like wink, wink humor where it's like for kids, but also really for adults. And yeah. I feel like they could just. It's re- falling into no man's land. In right. They head. should just yeah. reboot a good kid show. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, Bear Grylls. Uh, remember we mentioned last week, uh, yeah. Bear Grylls was going to have President Obama on his show Running Wild when President Obama was up in Alaska last week. Yeah. And uh, a, a, st- a picture came out uh, from that shoot where uh, Bear Grylls was laying hands on President Obama and praying for him at one point during their adventure together. Which is really cool. cool. Uh, yeah. He he uh, he posted on Twitter and Instagram with the caption, love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. The episode airs later this fall. I wonder if Obama had any unspokens. <laughs> <laughs> Pop the video. He, he, he goes, Bear, he, yeah, he said, Can I pray for anything? Just, uh, you know, my, my family, my kids, unspoken. Then he whispers, It's about Iran. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everything's kind of falling apart. In right casting now. news, this is, a, this is a home run if I've ever visually seen one. Uh, Kate Blanchett has been cast to play Lucille Ball in the yeah. upcoming film. I love that. She looks like young Lucille Ball. It's crazy. She's really good at uh, like um, being other characters. She was uh, the aviator. She played. <laughs> Do you mean acting? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean like doing impressions that don't seem tacky. Shauna. You mean non impersonations sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, but impersonations that aren't tacky. Real like she did. I don't even want to finish my point now. Just keep <laughs> talking, Cameron. Right now. You're saying that someone who is an award-winning, widely recognized professional actress can read lines pre-written for her in a way that makes people think she's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. Uh, uh, yeah, so this biopic on Lucille Ball is being written uh, by Aaron Sorkin, who did The Social Network and Moneyball and The West Wing. Oh, boy. And the, the upcoming Steve Jobs one. So I think it'll be good. You don't like him? No, I love him, but I think he's peaked. I don't know. There, uh, no, I think he is the best, but his recent... Stuff has just been a little too Aaron Sorkin-y. I don't. Well, that's recent stuff. I just watched the newsroom and I loved it. The newsroom. I no, that's it, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I liked the, it. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe it's, it's the, just me. It's the West Wing in a newsroom. I mean, it's yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I guess so. He's just, too, he's, he wrote the new Steve Jobs movie that's coming yeah. out as well. I'm curious one, to see that. And that one is the only one that uh, Wozniak is saying is like the real deal. Like he gets it. It's just hard because hey. I love the West Wing so much. Watch Woz. Wozniak. Was, is it Wozniak? Yeah. Wozniak. yeah, yeah. I love the way. I, I, you know what? I got, I got second thoughts because of the little uh, green uh, Monsters, Inc. guy. Oh, Wazowski. Yeah. Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> Wazowski. Steve, Steve Wazowski. Wazowski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really funny. Wazowski says it's really good. So, yeah. <laughs> the, the irony is Seth Rogen plays Woz in that new movie. Yeah. I, think, I, I think Seth Rogen is a great choice for that. I like Seth He's Rogen. He's really good at playing like other people like in movies yeah right like acting yeah you like believe that he's this other character you like think he's someone else the irony is Cameron he's the one actor who pretty much just plays Seth Rogen that's true that's true Uh, yeah so that'll do it for In Case You Missed It In Case You Missed It Uh, Entertainment releases music coming out uh, next Friday September 18th Motion City soundtrack is coming out with Panic Stations there's actually quite a few good albums this week Lana Del Rey is coming out with the highly anticipated Honeymoon we'll see if she's got 
the chops for a follow-up album. She was super buzzed last album, and right. then like after that SNL performance where everybody yeah. realized she's terrible, <laughs> like it just—I've never seen Buzz die faster. Like on a new oh, really? artist. I didn't remember it being terrible. It was it not good? good? It was yeah. not good. What yeah. happened? Was it, not good. She just didn't sound good. That was the thing. Like, it was like, oh wait, just bad. She can't sing. I mean, yeah. it was just one of those. Like huh. the entire country was excited about this new artist, and then we realized she's awful. And I think she that's was the, like a deer in the headlights up there. Yeah, too. That that's the pressure of SNL. Yeah, like you get, you really is a single shot. Yeah. What was the girl? The uh, Ashley Simpson. Yeah, like that destroyed her career. <laughs> that done. Was amazing. That was it. Totally done. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, uh, she's coming back. So we'll see. Hmm. We'll see. We'll never. I, let's see if she can do SNL again. Yeah. See, yeah. Uh, Glenn Hansard is coming out with uh, "Didn't He Ramble?" He's if you saw the movie once, he's the guy I from love once. That. Yeah, incredible and uh, great in concert. Yes, in the small season stuff. Although I like him better with the girl than by himself. I like him better as the small season. With you hate that girl? Is that Marketa? what you're saying? Hater. No, no, he no I like her. him better yeah. with her. What yeah. happened to that girl? Who is she? I think they had a falling out. I think they had a falling they, out. They broke up. They were together for a while. Oh, they were really together in real life. They were really yeah. together. And then they wrote an album about breaking up. Yeah. The last Yikes. Well Season album was about them separating. Yeah. yeah. Meta. That's why it was yeah. awkward in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's like Fleetwood Mac in there. <laughs> uh, Metric is coming out with Pagans in Vegas. Uh, Metric, one of my favorite bands, and uh, this album's not disappointing. They're going to actually be a feature in the next issue of Relevant. Yes. Um, also one of my favorite systems of measurement. It just makes more sense. <laughs> really? Oh, like yeah. Like one of your top 10 favorite uh, systems? It's or? certainly one of my top 20. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think hence, hence the 10K. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's not calling it a dedicated. He's not calling it a 6.2. He's calling it a 10K. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a Ten. metric guy. Yeah, I'm a metric guy. Yeah, it just uh, makes sense to me. And lastly, telekinesis is coming out with ad infinitum. Hear that, Eddie? I, I knew. I, I I did. I knew you were going to say that. Hold on. What is telekinesis? <laughs> is that being able to talk without saying anything? Yes. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'll say something to you, Jesse. <laughs> This is terrible. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious, actually. It was, it was actually a great joke. I just sent Jesse. Uh, Black Mass uh, he movie. Just Black Mass. it to me. <laughs> mind bullet. <laughs> yeah, that's what telekinesis is. It's mind bullets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Black Mass. It's a uh, 1970s South Boston. Uh, Johnny Depp's in it. There's FBI agents. Uh, Good one, Jesse. Gangster movie. <laughs> yeah, Whitey Bulger, the true story. Yeah, gangster movie. <laughs> uh, Captive is coming out. Uh, if you heard last week's show, David Oyelowo is in Captive. It's the tr- based on that true story. Which is crazy. That interview last week was one of the best interviews we've run. That was amazing. I heard such yeah. good things about it. I I couldn't I couldn't believe some of the how grounded he is in his faith. I love that guy. And I mean, truly being an outsider on the inside, he is on, in Hollywood missionally. I love I love his perspective on engaging culture and all that. And uh, a fantastic accent. Oh, just a fant- I could listen to him talk all day. Just a fantastic sounding voice. You and should listen to it for that. He Sean. is really good in movies pretending to be. Other characters than David Oyelowo. Yeah. I would like to clarify. Okay. I think that some people are not very good at doing impressions. But he did Martin Luther King, Jr. right? But he did an incredible job of yeah, it. Yeah, some others have d- tried to take on historical figures, and you're just like, oh, it's just. Can't Give us be. an example, Eddie. Like, Dick, I don't like, want to do that like, because I'm going like to end up getting in Dick trouble. Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Not a good accent. No, that's Bert. a great point. Bert, Bert had not, did not have a good accent. Bert he would drift in and out of Cockney. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Solid point. Uh, <laughs> other, last movie coming out. 
the Maze Runner. I don't even know. This one. It's one is it of about those. running through corn or running through like an area you can't get out of? With I think it's an area. I think it's an area of corn you can't get out. M a i z even. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the Maze Runner. It's a series. It's like young adult. You know. Yeah. Things. This is literally two of two of the worst jokes I think I've ever told on the show. Just came in quick succession. <laughs> This is a hard thing to shoot mine bullets left and right. <laughs> <over here. laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for entertainment releases. And in case you missed it, stay tuned. Up next, slices. Listening to Best Coast, the the song is feeling okay. If you're on the Best Coast, you'd feel better and okay. I would think you'd feel like the best, right? <laughs> Always feel feeling like that. great on the Best Coast. Yep, the Best Coast. What is, what coast are they inferring that it is? I I don't know. I, I would I would assume West Coast because it rhymes with best, or because you like the West. Well, coast? the West Coast is the best coast. Oh, I get rap songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Machine Heart with Circles <laughs> featuring Vanek. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, this story comes to us uh, from Russia, where uh, uh, two young heroes showed us <laughs> what, what is possible when you put your mind to it. Uh, these two kids are, uh, were part of it, like an elementary school that has supervised walks around a fenced-in area, like a playground area in their school. In, uh, in Russia, they fence in their public spaces and their playgrounds. You shall not people, leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I, from what I understand from reading some of the details of this story, it was in a somewhat urban area. So I think it's more so that kids don't like run away and run out, you know, into traffic or down some back alley oh, or oh, something. Oh, okay. there's that too. Right. Yeah, the traffic yeah. thing. So, so, so they decide that uh, they're going to <laughs> start using their like their little toy spade shovels. And, and start working on a tunnel that will tunnel out of the preschool. Cool. So that they can go and buy a Jaguar sports car down the road. I love So this took multiple days, and they would have to work while the teacher wasn't looking. This is two elementary school kids <laughs> to, to dig a tunnel and conceal it and then wait for the perfect moment to make a break. I love so, them. So these two kids, yeah, this took a lot of foresight. This wasn't just like wandering off to do something. This was totally premeditated. And these two kids are, are probably geniuses. Uh, so they, they went on a walk. They, they made their break for it. And, and, and they, it wasn't like they just ran. They did it when the teacher was distracted with other things in the class. So they made their way out of the tunnel. They walked two kilometers. What's that, about a mile, uh, Mr. Metric? <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> Yeah, so they walked about a mile to a Jaguar dealership when they realized that the only thing they forgot in their plan is that they didn't have enough money to buy the Jaguar. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> oh, I love them. But it didn't stop them from walking into the dealership and trying to strike a deal. <laughs> I love them. 
so they were gone for 30 minutes and they went unnoticed. It wasn't until the Jaguar dealership started making some phone calls and they realized that these two kids had tunneled out of the school of Russia. I, these two kids are, are young heroes. This, I want to see absolutely. where they are in 20 years. This They're either the, going to be yeah. master criminals or or running the country. And I'm sorry I missed it. Are they little boys, little girls? They're each? two little boys. Okay, this is the perfect little boy story because you can have 100% of the determination with a quarter of the information. Like, we don't know how to get a car. We don't know how this is going to end. But I totally. we know enough to dig a tunnel for days. This My is sons all we would need. absolutely do that. Right. They would oh. absolutely devote themselves to the tunnel and then be like, I'm a little short on cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what but do you think if, um, when they were digging the tunnel, if it had collapsed on both sides? And they were stuck in there? And they were stuck in there. Not a hero. They didn't finish their job. <laughs> right? Back to Chilean miners. Not a hero. <laughs> but I, <laughs> Good question, Jeremiah. Yeah, thank you. Just, yeah, at that point, their heroic status is stripped from them. Right. But do, do you see them, like, coming out on, like, it, it's like, all of a sudden, like, when they start digging the tunnel, it's like a perfectly sunny, nice, pleasant playground day. By the time they get out to, like, the sewer drain on the other side, it's pouring down rain. Oh, yeah. And they, they are straight Shawshank redemption in it. In the streets yeah, of Russia. Yelling, just spinning, yes. yelling about their Jaguar that they're going to drive away in. <laughs> they had to have been that walk. They're just talking and high five and the whole time and just bouncing. They're just so pumped up about this. So, <laughs> so, they, so they think that these kids think that you acquire a car by walking into the dealership. By, you know, by, it, uh, I, by getting there physically. It's like a library, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah okay. I'd like that one, I'll have it back in two weeks. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't even know if it was that. I think that they the whole time they just didn't have that part of the conversation, and they assumed that the other one somehow... <laughs> totally. <brought it> to <laughs> totally. the bag of cash? Oh, I thought you had it. <laughs> it's not till they started talking to the car dealer that they realized the, the, the minor flaw in their plan, <laughs> which was discuss who was bringing the money. This, this feels like young Jesse Carey. Here's, this is straight out of the fire. That's why I think I, 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 I attached to this story. Yeah, Jesse, so here's a question. You say it's not until they started talking to the car dealer guy that they realized, oh, we've done missed something here. Yeah. How did yeah. they even get to a point where they were having a conversation yeah. with a guy trying they, to sell a car to They went into the little them. glass office. Yeah. You know, they had something to work out the deal. You yeah. know, right. they, they did the test drive. The salesmen like, walk up to him just yeah. like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. Come inside. One of the kids is kicking the tires yeah. of a Jaguar. <laughs> hey, yeah. what are you, you taking a look at? Uh, taking a look at the yellow one, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, first, I was going to talk about gas mileage, but yeah, we'll talk price. Yeah, uh, we, can, we can start there. Did you break the cash? <laughs> yeah. How much? Uh, how do you get a car. <laughs> what a, how do you drive? What I love about this is for whatever reason, just this summer, our boys started getting into cars. Like it's yeah. like their thing. And so we're, we'll be going down the highway and they'll yell out what make and model of car everything is. And I have to try and play along. And we're just like shouting things out. And there's certain ones that you're really excited to see. And then, you know, all that stuff. So they would, they would totally be do excited. They, do they this. only call out the like really exciting cars or are they like four tours? Yeah. No, Kia, whatever. So they don't totally know like what's what. So they're awesome. totally like Chevy, 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 Chevy. Awesome. Like, that's just the best thing, you know? And they're like, Oh, Tesla also, you know? Uh, so they don't Tesla, totally know what's awesome. what. Because Henry made a, a model car this summer with his papa of a Camaro. So that's oh, cool. like, he oh, thinks like, cool. you know, Chevys are amazing. A Chevy Camaro. Are you kidding me? He might be right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that is pretty cool. So, also, Bumblebee yeah. from Transformers is a Camaro. Oh, that's right. So. Well, exactly. Yes. Eddie, I like your scenario. I like your scenario that, that they have no idea what the car buying process entails. Yeah. Right. So, so the, the car dealer's like, can I help you with anything? He's, yeah. He's like, yeah, I got two questions for you. <laughs> 
What One, do you got to do to get me in this car? Yeah. Also, what's financing? Yeah. What is money? How do I how do I have a car? <laughs> Plus, they haven't even considered the fact they can't drive. I mean, there's just endless layers of things they didn't think about. But I just love the idea that they both are like bouncing in there, totally assured, and they're filthy because they just went through a tunnel they dug, <laughs> like just bouncing in the store, just assuming that looking like little hobo children, right? In their minds, yeah. they're driving out in a Jaguar. I hope that at least the guy gave them a ride back to the school in a Jag. I hope Jaguar hears this and does something cool for yeah, them. Yeah, because when you're a new car dealer, uh, uh, what you want to load into the interior is dirty <laughs> yeah. hobo children. Dirty right. And, yeah, and give them rides to school. Yeah, yeah. Come on in. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. That's right down. That's kind of the Jaguar brand, as yeah. I understand it. Right. You know, I'm an expert, but it's right. I saw Mad Men. dirty children. Yeah. yeah. Hobo children shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly Jaguar. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Shauna? Um, I also have a story about two heroes, interestingly enough. Hmm. Jesse? Uh, Jesse, it's about us. Maybe they're American heroes. <laughs> they're okay. English heroes. And they're women. Oh. oh so not Russian huh. kids with New Jersey accents. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so two women in England. And I feel like you need to file this under things women do that are insane once they have become engaged to be married. Uh, I did a handful of totally ridiculous things when I was planning a wedding. And I think this is kind like of, what? Like, oh, I mean, just like weird, elaborate ideas that no one could ever do. I mean, I'd, um, uh, my mom and I had a lot of weird crafting ideas that came up right at the last minute. Neither of us can craft anything. So I think there's like still stuff in her garage that I was supposed to like make into a swan or something. I don't even know. Um, so these two women in order, there was a contest at a wedding dress shop. And if you won the contest, you would get 5,000 pounds cash which is a lot, toward your wedding. Okay. And all you had to do was stand in your wedding dress in the sh- in the front window of the store for the longest time. Oh, no. That's a great idea. It's like those uh, car, d- uh, keep your hand on the car things. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was that? Yeah. Hands on hard body, that whole movie about. Yeah. 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 So these two women, I don't, I, it, I, it's unclear to me if there were like, if, if it was like a um, a tournament where they eventually like made it through their bracket or if they were the only two who participated or if other th- people dropped out along the way. But it came down to two women. You have to stand in the window in your dress the entire time you are allowed bathroom breaks, but you're not allowed to um, sleep or eat anywhere but the window. Okay. How many hours do you think the winning person spent in these shops? 71 hours. 36. I was going to say 30. I'm going to say 100. Okay. Closest to the pin. One. This is like horseshoes. 58 and a half. <gasps> if we went prices right think, style, Eddie wins wow. at 31. If we go horseshoe style, I win. Yeah. So we can both so, just agree that Jesse did not win. I think that's <laughs> so, so, so they're saying it's a feat to stand in a place for for three days. Yeah, yeah. wearing a strapless wedding dress. Well, it would be just over two days. Hey, hold on. What about? Hold on. Well, what about bathroom? What about? No, she, you, you, you weren't paying attention. You got bathroom breaks. breaks. I was prepping my slice. Breaks. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Great. But I think that the bathroom equation should have been taken off the table. I think. I think that's. I think that's part of the endurance challenge. But then yeah, but people are weird for that, free no, stuff. No, but, but what I'm saying is, so, so the, the stipulations are you, you, you have to stand there, but the, and the only time you can move is if you use the bathroom. Right. I feel like yeah. I would expect it to be much longer than 58. Much longer. I thought it was a week. Catheters. <laughs> Well, what I'm thought. saying, I, the bathroom, the, the bathroom's on the equation. You don't have to use the catheter. They're allowing bathroom breaks. I know that's insane. All you it's have almost- to do is stand up in a strapless dress 
for many days at a time. Has to be strapless. And you're saying, well, no, and but shoes? I'm just looking, I mean, mo- wedding fashion, if you're up on it, it's a strapless dress season. So but, heavy, white, beaded, wait, corseted, strapless dress. I get you can't sit or lay down, but like my body type, could you squat? Could you, could you, could you <laughs> squat good, most of the time? Because like I could lock that in and that's ride really that out question. for a I few don't days. Think so I think the point is that you are sort of a beautiful mannequin. Oh, okay. I don't know if squatting <laughs> okay. really I, gets I will say, done what this shop wants to get done. I, I will say I feel like any of us could break that. Wait, wait, wait. wait Four wait. days or two? A little over two days? This, Actually, I kind of think so too. This coming from the man who wasn't able to stand for a two-hour show <laughs> because because his, his little lumbar started to hurt. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't that wasn't a endurance challenge that was just a matter of comfort eddie that was a matter of having a chair right behind me that i thought i had you know unfettered access to if we want to talk about endurance challenges i can so are they in heels are they in high heels good question it does look like they are in high heels absolutely Ooh, i think that, that would add to that makes the it really that would make things more difficult yeah are they pretty what? uncomfortable shauna to wear high heels, high heels? yes then why, it, do, why do they why do, do, you it? do it just calf sculpting yes uh-huh. Because they make everything look better. This what, is really Is there a male equivalent of things that we do that are actually uncomfortable, but it makes us look that much better? Yeah, going, I don't, I going don't to think, the gym. I don't no, think that, anything like women do. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Like, I've tried to think about that. I don't think there's anything close. Why, why does that? Why did that happen in society? Like, when did I, that start? Because I think because I think we've been a male-dominated society that is like absolutely uh like required that of our women folk, and they like. I don't think it's right, but I think that's but been like... But back in the, the 1800s and stuff, the women are like in huge bonnets and stuff. It's not like we were like... But I think we were into bonnets back then. I think that was like a thing we liked. And those, yeah, actually, they would have corsets Shana, and stuff. can you stuff. help, that please? Would be, I, feel like I feel like I'm alone here. I feel like I'm alone on a ledge, and I could really use your help here. <laughs> Tell me more about what we liked in bonnets. <laughs> Hot bonnets. The mystery of yeah. the bonnets. The only equivalent I could think of is when politician had to wear the... Politicians that were men had to wear those weird white curly wigs. That's true. They still do in England. They still have to wear they them. They do. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that is very like. Who are they fooling with those? Like we know <laughs> it's not their hair. Like it would it would make me take the legislative process much less seriously. That's true. I feel like there should be a guy equivalent. There should be. I mean, it, like the thing about it, it's not like the wig hurts. I mean, that's just ridiculous. But but, so, it's, but I can't imagine it's very comfortable. But the number of st- the things that even just like not like that Shauna, like Shauna, who is like a nice, well-adjusted person, right. would have to do that's uncomfortable. Right. I, I think would shock us. Right. Well, I mean, even we were joking about my, you know, my sons are, they have all these great questions. And sometimes your kids ask you a question and you realize like, you're entirely right. The world we live in is insane. So, right. you know, Henry's watching me putting on my makeup and he's like, why does daddy just get to have his normal face hanging out all the time? Right. You have to put special things on your face so we don't see what's really under there. Right. We're exactly the same age, but right. I have to spend time and money making sure you don't see what my face actually looks like. And Aaron's just like, hello world. I'm Isn't that kind of messed up? Isn't yeah. that kind of messed up? But how do you get past it? What do you, I mean, you well, can't... And that's the thing is, am I, am I going to be the sacrificial lamb fighting that fight? And you all no, thank you. No, I'm not, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the feminist part of me is like, yeah, I'm going to show up with my real face. And then I'm like, I'm going to need a lot of makeup. <laughs> well, even like, um, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but when we were getting ready for the podcast, the live show yeah. and somehow the timing worked out such that what 25 people watch me get my makeup done. Yeah. And it's just like a thing. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't care. It's just what you do for that kind of environment. But like, if we were all watching Jesse get individual lashes stuck on his face, <laughs> you know, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it it's is. strange. There's a local coffee shop here uh, in Orlando that I <laughs> I used to go to a lot more than I do now. And one of the baristas is a young girl who's kind of taken the stance of, 
I'm not going to do any of this stuff. I'm not going to wear makeup and I'm not going to shave my armpits. And I totally respect it. But and then you got a really hair in your latte. Because she'll, she'll hand me my latte and she'll be wearing a sleeveless shirt and just hair is just... <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta put out. a net on that peeking, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Peeking oh, out no. at me. Yeah. But I think if actually if it was a dude in a tank top and his armpit I'd hair the same was, sti- was sticking out at me, I think yeah. I'd still be like, okay, maybe I don't come back here because I don't want to drink armpit hair. I really try to be very live and let live about fashion. I would like sleeves on men a lot yeah. more. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I agree. I'm not super into the... Like if I'm in a restaurant... I'd like to not be look. I I'm not wild about the tank tops on men. I'm I I don't want to say that because I don't ever want to be critical about what people wear. But it's not my favorite. But what about like the Rock in a tank top? Yeah. Well, the Rock. I, a, I mean, he's smooth like a baby seal. He is. He yeah. is. If he's I mean, eating me a coffee. I I don't want it. Yeah. Really? Oh, <laughs> if the Rock handed you a coffee, if you the wouldn't rock, take it. Yeah. That, I, I'm cautioning against on that. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. You'd be stupid. I think you'd take it and you'd like it, even if it had like artificial sweetener in it. You would yeah. love it. What? Thank you, The this, Rock. This tastes like The Rock. <laughs> do, you, do you smell what The Rock is brewing? Oh. It's French roast. It's actually French roast. <laughs> <laughs> what, right. an, what an interesting... Shauna, did we completely derail your slice? What you was your slice? I don't even remember. No, no, they won. The ladies, the ladies in the dresses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 58 and a half hours. And a half I will hours. tell you the fun thing that I, that I like about it. So one woman won. She got the 5,000 pounds for her wedding, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Um. And they both invited each other to each other's weddings. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, it wasn't Isn't like it sweet? wasn't like Bride Wars. I guess no, it was like I Bride love Wars. that show. I guess it was. What's the one where they rank each other's weddings? Like they all go to each other's weddings, yeah. and that's my favorite one. Yeah, I would just like to go to all those weddings. I would like to perpetually be going to weddings all the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I like the, weddings. Yeah. These, you're saying these are shows that are on television? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're on directly opposite what you're watching. Is I it would go to a wedding every night of the week? Oh my gosh! But is it people pretending to be other people, or is it just people being themselves? Like you're saying, like is it a wedding <laughs> crashers TV show? No, no. Like you have to sneak into the no. wedding because I think I'd watch that. No, there's some show about like they yeah. have four brides they all go to each other's weddings then they all rank each other's weddings then whoever gets the highest votes like you know they got a 10 for ceremony and a four for food blah blah blah. whoever gets the highest then they win a honeymoon then the the winner wins a honeymoon i like jeremiah's concept better where it's the same thing where you're ranking people's (laughs) weddings yeah but the other people don't know that you're doing it and you're not (laughs) invited to the wedding and you have to figure out a way to infiltrate the wedding that yeah. sounds way more interesting. Like, I would watch that show like, I'm Uncle Buff- Bartholomew from England who flown in for the wedding. Yeah, the only the only problem that I have with the show, though, is that the ceremony carries as much weight as the food. Like, you can, you know, there's four categories, and, like, the ceremony you can get, like, a 1 to 10, and also in the food you can get a 1 to 10. So, see, like... You think which should be... I think the ceremony more. should carry, or at least get two categories or no. something. I was going to go the other way. The food yeah, is way more too. important than the ceremony. They're all I the think, same. I think you're saying that as a pastor. I think the average person, the ceremony, like, in Chicago at Catholic mm-hmm. weddings, people don't even go to the ceremony. The whole thing is the reception. But that's why you got to do an incredible You'll have ceremony. Twice as many people at the reception. What, than what you will. to you makes an incredible ceremony? Deeply personal. Fifteen minutes or less. In, yeah, highly relational. Wait, how does deeply personal? What does that? How does that equate? Because to they the, are there to see the couple. If you display the couple and also show like what's happening in this couple as a result of them getting married, it, people will lose I think their that's mind. True. 
people will lose well, their but mind. As somebody who hasn't been to that many weddings, right. I mean, they're all kind of dearly beloved. We're gathered no, here no. today, no, and no. then there's like sometimes they get all fancy and light the unity candle, yeah, and then like oh, no, have no, a no, communion. We plant trees, no. we mix colored sand together, we yeah. release doves. I mean, there, there's a whole new thing going on. And with if weddings. you explain the liturgy that you're doing, like here's why. Like I, well, I'm not going to get into no. I'm why interested. Here, here, here's the thing. I, I don't want to when I go. I don't want a sermon, and I don't want to. I don't want their backstory. <laughs> Actually, I agree. Like, I, I just want. I just want like there's a slideshow at the reception. Give me the backstory. I don't. I don't yeah. need that in the ceremony. Let's go through the motions here. It's 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 we're we're in an old church or whatever. I get it. What you I know? love is when they ask, um, "Have I you brought this. a symbol of your affection?" And they yes, a ring. Oh really? Oh a ring? How novel! Yeah. Every single person ever has brought, brought a ring. A crown. A symbol. Right. I brought a crown. <laughs> I'll tell you. Now they do sand and candles and oh, yeah. like sandals, live animals and things. It's it's very elaborate. It uh, is. Yeah, it's really a. But 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 again, I come back to nobody wants all that. I mean, a good ceremony is quick and efficient, isn't yes. it? Quick and efficient, but also it should leave you like in tears. Are you going for like the emotional heart tugs? I'm going for an accurate representation of the couple. Okay. So I am trying to just mirror who the couple is and what this is for them and what God's doing in their life. So I'm trying to not make it a thing it's not. But like you can tell, like some couples are just like super fun and they like are a little jokey and they want to like add little quips in and like, great, we're just going to have fun this whole time. And the whole family that's there is going to have fun. But like the liturgy part of it too is like the liturgy of a wedding is really beautiful except people don't really understand it so like i explained the liturgy all throughout like why the dad walks the daughter up the aisle and what that symbolizes and what we just saw and what we're about to do is that the dowry thing that's right is it because <laughs> no. uh, he owns her is that why yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he owns her and he's yeah he's releasing he's her to, selling her yeah sure. he's releasing her to another man and she needs to continue to wear her makeup <laughs> that's that's how we explain it <laughs> okay that's what i thought okay that's so we're tracking at this point <laughs> <laughs> it's when the sand comes out. <laughs> my, my whole calling card with officiating weddings is yeah. that no one remembers that's what you want you because if they're like oh you're pastor no it's about the bride and groom that's right. the opposite of eddie's philosophy I no that's not true like i was was it a ghost did someone officiate your wedding i don't even know that's my goal yeah i think that's real. that's yeah. not eddie's goal no that's that's true really yeah you've never seen me do a wedding but the goal is that in the reception i sat with you at a wedding where we kind of like you know peanut gallery did a little yeah bit. i ripped that wedding apart yeah, with yeah. you didn't i <laughs> That, um, that stupid pastor had no idea what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the goal, like, f- from a, doing a wedding, is that afterwards, like, the bride and groom have a ton to talk about with the, with the folks at the reception. I like feel what? Like, because, like, some spectacle happened? No, like, no, remember no, 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 that no, no. time the the pastor they, caught like, on fire? No, from they the know more about their... some of the backstory. Oh, I didn't know that's how you met. Oh, I didn't know. Right. I like that stuff. Yeah, it's that kind of stuff. But isn't that what the toast is at the reception? No, because who's doing the toast? It's oh, the best. Those are, those are, oh, those are amazing. Those are amazing. Depend on any important information to be transmitted. Then <laughs> right. let's be honest, let's be uh, camera. I think we're on the same page with this one. If you could see a dozen toast by like a like a, by a best man who's who's looking to do something memorable right. or or a bunch of liturgies which one are you choosing yeah i'm going i'm going with you to those parties yeah shauna yep. i know that joy already has someone officiating her wedding and i think it's like a pastor they're really close to and her oh, dad and stuff please. but we yeah. should try to jump in there and co-officiate that beast oh. it would be great it would change her but life you could do the pre-show <laughs> pre-show 
church. <laughs> <laughs> the, pre, the pre-wedding. Yeah. Kind of warm everybody up. Yeah, yeah, warm the crowd up. Yeah, we just get up there. Do you know that she asked Jesse and I really to do the reception? Like, yeah. I thought it was jokey, irrelevant, like no, podcast fun I times. I knew that, yeah. No, it's real. Yeah, we're all going. Yeah, I, already, I already have several toasts. So, some for after hours when the small children have left the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Eddie and Jesse after hours. Yeah, Jesse Things goes, are going to get very dark. Jesse goes blue. Yeah. Very blue. If you have any young children or elderly family members who are easily offended by some blue humor, I suggest they have left an hour ago. <laughs> Just kidding. It's going to get really dirty here. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie's, Eddie's asleep in a chair. It's past nine o'clock. Yeah. So Cameron and I have no jobs. I think you have too much Eddie like respect. No. I think our, you have too much respect as a person. Our job um, is to sit you... in the back and, and heckle. That's our job. You can write theme songs with me, Shauna. That's mainly okay. my job. <laughs> Are you going to do jingles for do all the different parts of the reception? Yeah, exactly. We're going to slow them up into segments. Yeah, Joey, crank it to 11. Yeah. <laughs> and their backstory is, in case you missed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Feedback stuff. is, if any, you know, one... Do they still do that, by the way? No. If anyone objects to this union, please. Because haven't you always secretly wanted to hear someone, like, take the pastor up on that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like somebody clears yeah. their throat. You're like, uh, hand goes yeah. up. Hey, actually, I'm, that's why I'm here today. It's, uh, yeah. and I still love this you. guy is a disaster. You know it. We know it. Run. But like, like th- th- that. They did, when did they stop doing that? It's only been because I remember when I was going to a wedding when when I was like a kid, and it was like a common thing. I've been to a wedding where it's I've been to weddings where they do it, but not recently. You're right. Yeah. yeah. They replaced it with the, you know, the time slot got the sand. The, yeah. They replaced right, that. Right. The sand. If I officiate another wedding, I'm going to do that for, but I'm going to leave it open for like an uncomfortably long amount of time. And, yeah. Kind of like the pastor doing the altar call, waiting for a hand to be raised and nobody's <laughs> raising it. So he keeps holding it. Yeah. yeah. yeah hey, just, you, you have three. Now remember, remember everyone, this is your last chance to say two. If you don't say something now, they will be married forever. Two and a half. Yeah. I reiterate. Just in case you didn't understand, if there's any reason reason why they shouldn't be married any ex any exes Anything. in the house any exes here it can be today? big it can be little stuff it can be rumor and conjecture whatever you think let's see those hands i see that let's hand be, in the let's back be honest. i'm gonna ask you right now and if and if you kind of say you know you may be right i'm gonna need to stand up do you kind of think that maybe they should be getting married you in the back i saw your look i right. saw you went you went canceled you went yeah let's not you do know, this right before my dad walked me down the aisle like right before like the music, they're opening like a little thing. He's like, you totally don't have to do this. You totally don't. I can get you out of here. No problem. He was being funny. No, I, I he was a little overcome by emotion. And it was such a funny, because there was like absolutely nothing scandalous about Aaron and I getting married. It's not like we had just decided. It's and he not like, like we didn't really know. It was like. He like loves Aaron. Like a, totally he worked at the church and he's a worship leader shauna right. <laughs> i mean but he was just like you don't have to do this you know that i could get you out of here in in a heartbeat i'd be oh. happy to and i was like well pull it together walk right now what a crazy story that's the really pictures of him walking me down the aisle i mean he looks like like he's marching to his death <gasps> he looks a little bit confused and really really upset <laughs> that's really funny yeah. I can't imagine that, that is not the thing you expect your dad to say like no. moments before the ceremony <laughs> you know what I love is in, in wedding prep when uh, when they say uh, okay and we just kind of want to do something sort of different at the ceremony that is inevitably going to be followed by the guys are wearing converse 
Like ninety percent of the time, the guys are wearing Converse. And if she says we're going to do something different at the reception, they're having mason jars as their glasses. Like those are the things that are always like. And then when they say that, you have to be like, "Oh, that's super fun." But you're like, "That's everybody does that, and it's great." Yeah, yeah. I, I've been to the website Pinterest before, which, which to my understanding, uh, yeah. to my understanding is is fancy ways to hang candles and, and, and how to do different wedding. Receptions. Uh, There's options of French braids. Yeah, French braids. French braids. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, what do you have, Eddie? Oh, oh, it's we're still in slices. Um, (laughs) I thought it was tomorrow. Um, So I have brought this because the story is kind of interesting. But I want to throw out a challenge to any of the podcast listeners, but definitely to the five of us. And I think Joy. I think Joy should definitely be included in this. A 12-year-old girl in England just scored higher on a Mensa IQ test than notorious IQ Mensa people. (laughs) Clearly, I'm not in Mensa. Uh, She just scored higher than Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking. She scored 162 on the 150-question Cattell 3B test, which puts her in the top 1% of all Mensa members. Now, you'd think she had been like studying this for this forever, whatever that would be. I mean, she's 12 years old. But she said, at first, I was really nervous. But once I started, it was much easier than I expected it to be. Uh, and she is now one of the highest ranking members of Mensa of all time. A 12-year-old just got into Mensa. That's actually the whole slice. But it got me looking at Mensa and what the requirements are for Mensa. I feel like between the five of us, one of us can get into Mensa. Hmm. But I'm saying I really think like this 12 year old girl is clearly like way smarter than the rest of us and can like bend metal with her mind and yeah. stuff like that. And <laughs> it's Did you hear like... how she got to the Mensa? She broke, she tunneled out of a preschool. She drove a Jaguar there. She drove a Jaguar there. She thought through the plan. Yeah. Because yeah. she's smart. Her. Yeah. Um, she also is also, I love her because she's like a regular kid. She's read all the Harry Potter books many, many times, but she just kind of got interested in this. And, uh, I guess when you're a 12 year old and you're super brilliant, you finally find your way to Mensa. But I mean, like, can you imagine, like, it's one thing, like if I got into Mensa, I'd be like, well, this is really neat. What, what, but like, I would be the lowest rung. Well, what does th- it mean to be in it? Like, do they have like yeah. annual conventions? Yeah. Uh, do membership have privileges? Is it Are like there a country club? Yeah. Points? Yeah. I was kind of looking at that. It's really the point of Mensa. It seems primarily is to say you're in Mensa. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Secondarily, they have like chapters and meetings. Like doing CrossFit? Kinda. <laughs> kinda, yeah, though. Right? Well, but I think with CrossFit, you also get a good body out of it. Right. Okay. I think they do things that help them be smarter, but I think generally it's just in this elite club. Yeah. That's really but, the point of it. But like, and you take a different test. The test in America is a little bit different and it's like made by Mensa. But like with the standard by deviation... Mensa. But you have to have... <laughs> 130 is basically the IQ that can get you in. It's not like definite, but if you have an IQ around 130 or higher, like you can take the Mensa test and get in. And so it's a series of like logic problems, yeah. verbal reasoning. I think we should all try it and see if any hey, of us can get this into could Mensa. Be, this could be the thing. I was saying like, what's the the thing? The new turnover, new leaf, do something new that you've never done before. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Mensa. He, here's, my, here's my hesitation with it. What? Because you mentioned membership entails meetings and... You know, I don't think uh, you have to convention. go to the. It sounds like the Boy Scouts. I was going to say it sounds like a lot of nerdy obligations. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're pretty much Mensa level. It's just more time than you're willing to commit. Right. Yeah, which is any. <laughs> <laughs> I try to clear my calendar 
I look at, well, what's a nerdy obligation that I have? And I scrub it. (laughs) (laughs) I really think, uh, I hold on, I'm looking at membership benefits of Mensa right now. Membership has its privileges. Social interaction. (laughs) Intellectual stimulation. A publication, a Mensa publication. Oh, this, <laughs> sound, this sounds like a real thrill. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. This poor 12-year-old. If you guys are up for doing it with me, I think we should try. I don't think there's a chance Is I'll get like in. Is it like Rush, sort of? Like if I want to be in a sorority? Well, yeah, I think that's or exactly what it is. Or just like an is. online application? It's, but then you have a, like a proctored test that you have oh, to take. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a proctored IQ Mensa test. Do you have to pay money to get in? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. They, you I mean, do it at our Christmas pool party at Cameron's? Yes. yes. We will have the Mensa we, proctor come out to the pool yeah. and give us kind of a group test. And, then and all, everyone has to wear a wedding dress and mm-hmm. stand up for as long as they can, no squatting. And then we all sit back in complete shock because Jeremiah is the only one that makes it in. <laughs> all along we knew. Complete yep. shock. Aww. That's kind of offensive. <laughs> that was. It, somehow you I didn't, I didn't. I meant it. Well, this actually doesn't make it better. I made it as, I made it as disrespectful to all of us, not Jeremiah. Mm. It turned out just the to be ex- Jeremiah. Exactly. It turned out the exact opposite. Sorry. Right. Not only was that a weirdly backhanded thing to say, that sounds like the lamest pool party ever. <laughs> hey guys, we're having yeah. a big pool party. First it's, it's too open. cold. open. I got drinks. I got food. The, you know, the temperature is hot. The, 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 the drinks are cold. The pool is Luke. And the Mensa guy is here. <laughs> <laughs> it's three IQ test. He's like, I've brought sample publications for all of you. Take a look. They're all in binary code. That's what we read in. This is the most social interaction I've had in years. Look, a girl. <laughs> no, that's a man in a wedding dress trying to prove an endurance yeah. challenge. We're all insane here. I'll get to you, Mensa guy. Come back in four days. I'm proving a point right now. <laughs> Keep laughing. Let's see one of you eggheads stand here for two and a half days. Cameron, quick question. Did you say bathroom was or was not allowed? I need to know very urgently. And what exactly is telekinesis? <laughs> Mind bullets. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Foles. Listen to Small Feet. Song is all and everyone. I just thought it'd be a lot of soft tapping. Just little tiny feet tapping around. <laughs> Foles is an English indie rock band from Oxford, England. Um, their brand new album is called What Went Down. It just came out and it's getting amazing reviews, including from myself. They're featured in the most recent issue of Relevant. You know what the uh, headline was of that one, right? What? Horsing around? <laughs> Probably the best joke I've made all year. <laughs> um, and in addition to that <laughs> awesome profile where you can read about them and their backstory, here on the podcast, we actually got them to tell us about the new album and give us an inside look at some of their favorite tracks. Written by Mr. Ed, actually. <laughs> Without any further ado, here is Foles. 
You know, the, when the band started, right, it came from, it was a very strict kind of parameter on what we were doing and for various reasons that it's like kind of boring to go into now but you know the the, the, rec- the sound on the first record is very narrow and it's very specific and it came from the, it came from that time and it came from the things that we were trying to do we had a, almost a pre-existing idea of what the band should be and we were into techno and anyway and we had like a very what we felt like was a very a very idiosyncratic sound at that time and basically ever since then I feel like we've kind of dismantled a lot of that. And um, and that now we're kind of like, you know, it's like we were in the paddling pool and now maybe we're out in the ocean or something and that there isn't really any any type of barrier. So, um, you know, we try and definitely balance up the record. So if we feel like, oh, we've written seven really heavy tracks, um, I think naturally we start to crave to want to write tracks of a different palette of a, or, of a, or of a different um, atmosphere. You know, I think that we're kind of creatively greedy and we want to express different emotions. And I think there's definitely no adherence to being like, I, I have no interest in making a record where 10 songs share. I want the record, I want the album to be coherent, but I think that it's more exciting for when it's actually pushing out at the boundaries and you have two songs that next to each other actually are incredibly different. Um, but but hoping that they still kind of sound like us because I feel like there is a kind of intrinsic quality that the five of us will bring to any song. So uh, so in, in with that with that knowledge, I think that that's probably what's like. Once you feel that you, you everything will sound like us, uh, you know, will will sound will have something identifiable about it. But then there's no reason why you should have the same instrumentation on each song. Of all the songs, basically, is in the, with the lyrics. They're, they're, they're essentially they're like they're symbolic, or they're like you know if you can call it poetry, or you can, or they're just symbol, you know, they're, they're metaphorical lyrics or they're visual lyrics. I definitely think of this of the songs generally in terms of like a visual scene. Um, it's either set in like a landscape or somewhere tangible, or it can be more hallucinatory. Um, I definitely have got. <clears throat> I think that I started to. Um, see the links between dreaming and, and the subconscious in general and songwriting for me you know it's like I definitely don't feel like my strength as a lyricist is like in narrative types of songwriting I've always naturally gone to things I feel uh, are centered around an image and then trying to express that image and, and the complexity of that image and maybe something that's happening in that so with that song you know without unpacking it too much it's obviously a song about um, that for me is kind of like a dreamscape or, an, or or some sort of nightmarish scenario where you have this huge impediment in your way, um, something ominous and foreboding, and and it's to do with ways of of, of like of traversing that. You know, um, you can look at it more literally. Like I'm, I had some conversations with the producer where we were talking about like for him, he just saw it as it being to do with this like rural rustic scene with this big mountain and it's somewhere like alpine um which you know it could be but for me it definitely wasn't as much like that for me it was more like painterly and kind of um and also darker probably for me that song lyrically is a darker song than maybe it comes across
important to try and unlock doors in people's heads that they did not know existed. And I think that's the beauty of a song. Is like, and I remember feeling that when I've heard songs that I've connected with, where I've been taken somewhere inside myself that I did not know was there. You know, I've felt something that I don't feel in day-to-day -day life, and I don't feel through interactions with actual human people. I can only really feel it through art. You know. Um, and I'd like to think that there are, there are moments or there are some songs on, on the record that would do that and provide solace and or provide entertainment or provide, um, you know, the soundtrack to a party or to a wake or to somebody like, you know, about to like, like drop in on the biggest vert ramp that they've ever done. Anything, being, just, just being able to be part of um, people's intimate moments in a way that you can't as a human being, you know? I want to make music that goes out and connects, connects with the world and that people think is, is great, you know, and that, that they enjoy. That was Foles. Check out their new album, What Went Down. It's available now. And make sure to check out their feature in the new issue of Relevant. Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author and speaker. Um, he speaks widely about men, leadership, faith, the power of heritage, and the skills required to shape modern culture. Uh, some of his best-known books, uh, Killing Jesus, The Search for God in Guinness, The Faith of George W. Bush. He's a great author. We wanted to get his unique perspective on the recent Ashley Madison scandal and how uh, we should respond as Christians. Our very own editorial director, Aaron Hambury, spoke with him. Here's Stephen Mansfield. Well, I mean, it seems like we're seeing um, a particularly high volume of high-profile leaders caught up in particularly sexual um, scandals, or I would say scandals of sexual nature being the affairs. Uh, we've also seen um, some pretty in-public divorces and stuff happen in the past couple of days and or a couple of weeks and those kind of things. Um, but it does seem like we're seeing an unusual volume of high-profile people caught up specifically in the Ashley Madison scandal. Why is it? I mean, is it just that we're noticing these people or is it that people in the public spotlight have a proclivity toward these kind of things? 
Well, I, I think it's both. I think we have more media light sh- sh- shining upon it, and also that, yes, high-profile people, people who tend to be high drivers, type A types, you know, real hard chargers, do tend towards affairs. The reason really is twofold. Uh, first of all, most men have affairs uh, not because the woman they have an affair with is, is better than the wife they already have or the woman they already have. Uh, normally, that's not the case by almost any standard. It has to do with how the second woman, the woman they're having an affair with, makes them feel. Um, and that's important. A man who's not getting what he thinks he deserves or needs, not getting the attention he needs from his wife, um, you know, he's going to chase someone else, and it has nothing to do with whether that woman's 100 pounds heavier or less accomplished or less pretty or less skilled. But the, the thing that is most important to me is the second reason, and that is that almost all of the postmortems that we do on men who have affairs, especially in, in kind of the upper-level leadership classes, so to speak, uh, has to do with the fact that the affair is an adventure. You know, most men are at least partially bored in their lives. And, uh, you know, I, not only as a guy who teaches men, but also in the consulting firm that I own, we do a lot of uh, sort of postmortems on corporate situations, military situations, political situations, where someone's had an affair, blown up their life, and, and probably their office, their role, their company. And in almost every case, the affair represented an adventure. Hmm. You know, sneaking around, um, making secret plans, playing James Bond, hiding it, uh, meeting, you know, uh, in, in secret and doing clandestine things. Um, in almost every case, the men had to admit that this was uh, a relief. This was fun. This was uh, a break of the tedium from their, you know, rather uninteresting. And in some cases, they would use the word boring lives. So I'm not surprised then that people who have a tremendous need for um, adventure, for uh, excitement, um, for doing things of that nature uh, are, you know, more frequently represented in public life uh, and are finding, by the way, those roles to be boring. Imagine being the congressman, the senator, the CEO. It may, you may appear in a magazine from time to time, but for the most part, uh, you're living a life of a certain amount of drudgery. And that's why I think folks like in, the, in, that, in those roles are susceptible. I think the thing that is the most interesting to me as a conclusion of all of this is, uh, again, I'm not the expert, but our, but our firm does a lot when it comes to the destruction that affairs cause in the corporate setting and other places. The, the amazing thing is how unsatisfying it all is. I mean, there are, there are I've worked with corporate CEOs who, who end up sleeping for a year with Miss June. Now, that's the ultimate fantasy, I guess, the ultimate, you know, secular, pagan, sensuous, whatever um, fantasy is to sleep with some Playboy playmate. When it was over, he was empty. Uh, he he said this wasn't worth what I lost from my wife. I mean, you know, the whole list of this was this was pathetic. He just saw himself as pathetic, and that's what's interesting. Now, I don't, I've never had anybody look at me and say, "Oh man, those were some good months." No, they all later on, not just because they get caught, they all later go on go, "Man, that was just dumb." It was like giving up steak to chew bubble gum on the street or something. You know, it just they had some illustration of it. So. That's the deception of it, and I think that we uh, we definitely 
can can see that the Christian view of love and marriage being as, as multidimensional as it is, pattern after Jesus, uh, is the answer for our souls. What can those who weren't caught up in it be doing to prevent it from happening? I mean, obviously, one step would be uh, form community, and then, of course, don't get on Ashley Madison. Uh, yeah, but, sure. But outside of that, you know, some of the issues that are related to this, how do, how do we avoid getting caught in, getting caught up in something like this in the first place? Well, for those who are married, I mean, there's no question that a rich marital life is is one of the answers. I mean. Uh, we all we all can fantasize and think about things we shouldn't think about, no matter how happy our marriage is. But a happy marriage where you're really fulfilled is is the great is the great answer for most men. The other thing is start looking around uh, your life and see uh, what you're feeding. Um, you know, if you are if you are watching that late night HBO porn, uh, or if you're going online and looking at stuff that you know is is definitely in the category of porn, or if you're ogling the you know, the woman at work or, or whatever you're doing, or if you're, the jokes with your friends are nasty and sexual and all that, all that stuff plants seeds. All of that stuff is, everything you do, in a sense, plants seeds in your soul. Well, you know, some guys uh, that we've worked with, when they, when they get to the point of an affair, and then we look back over the six, eight months of their life, previous life, or maybe the years of their previous life, it's like it's automatic. What you plant grows, you know, if you're going to read porn, you know, flirt with women, do stuff outside your marriage, watch the wrong stuff, you know, feed it constantly, eventually you're going to misbehave, you're going to act on it. So start looking at what's around your life, start looking at what's feeding you, start looking at what you're allowing to make a deposit in your soul. Um, and and then, I, I, as a Christian, I strongly believe that, you know, Ephesians 5 tells us to you know, let, let, let the Word cleanse us on the inside, that you need a, we need an in, internal shower. And that's the Word, that's the Spirit, that's asking God to clean our hearts, set a guard over our mouths, make a covenant with our eyes, as the psalmist said. Um, but, but I'll have to say that one of the main things is that we not deceive ourselves. You and I, neither one, were on the Ashley Madison site, but, you know, we don't have to confess them right here on this podcast, but we, we've got maybe other things. Maybe for me it's a bag of Oreos, or maybe for you, who knows, you know, it's, it's a violence issue or something. But all of us are sinners. We've all got stuff exerting some pressure in our souls. We all should be in the constant project of uh, not just sin management and sin covering up, um, but real destruction of those simple tendencies in our lives and not feeding the wrong things in our lives. And, of course, ultimately it comes down to getting help. So uh, I, I didn't go near the Ashley Madison. I've got an amazing wife, a happy marriage. I don't want to have an affair. But I might want to do some other things. And uh, it's important that I not hide that, that I uh, get guys who can speak into my life, that I'm clean with my wife, and that I not be feeding the very things I don't want to grow in my life. And um, that, that just takes some rigorous moral courage in all of our lives. That was Stephen Mansfield. You can find out more at stephenmansfield.tv.
You're listening to Class Actress. The song is More Than You. It's time for your feedback. Last week, we uh, brought you the moral dilemma that we learned that as an employee, a teenage employee of the Tallahassee McDonald's, mm-hmm. one Mr. Jeremiah Dunlap would shortchange some of his customers and keep a dime from their coins that they should have been given. And over the course of his uh, tenure at McDonald's, ended up stealing upwards of $40. We were aghast. Uh, we asked you guys for the question of the week, what should Jeremiah have to do to atone for such egregious sins uh, of the poor McDonald's patrons of Tallahassee? You guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our favorites. Kevin said that, Jeremiah, you should go to McDonald's on the first day they begin serving breakfast all day and buy $40 worth of breakfast for the people there. Even better if it is McGriddles for people buying breakfast at 10 p.m. Well, you ask them who hurt them. Tim Tim Sizage <laughs> says uh, something similar except the opposite. Uh, he said, as atonement, Jeremiah should definitely eat $40 worth of McGriddles in one sitting. Oh. Um, See, that's more of just pu- self-punishment, yeah. which I like. Well, yeah, it's good because it fits the crime. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, it's it's in no way like, uh, you know, giving back to people who he stole from. It's just putting his body through something terrible and possibly lethal. Right. I'm using my own money to buy food for my own self. I should have to use my own money to buy food for others. Yes, correct. Right? Because I, yes. I use others' money to buy food you've ar- for myself. Yeah, you've already had enough food. Now you, <laughs> right. now you need no, to... No, but that's the point. Like, it shouldn't be something pleasant. Like, he shouldn't get any... I'm with that guy. He shouldn't get any reward of, like, at least at the end of the day, he bought food for people he feel better about himself. He should just go home feeling sick from eating 40 McGriddles. <laughs> but he should go home with nothing but a sense of guilt and a belly full of McGriddle. <laughs> uh, Brian Rose said on Twitter that uh, Jeremiah should have forty dollars of dimes in in cargo shorts pockets, <laughs> hand out one per person at the McDonald's until it's gone, and say I'm loving it every time. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Did, did, in that scenario, does he like inform the McDonald's that he's coming no. to do this, or does no. he just go until he's <laughs> he's just a guy wearing cargo shorts, jingling his way around a McDonald's, telling everybody I'm loving it as he hands them one dime and walks away. Or I could just order what I should do is go through the drive-thru 40 times and every time I do add a, add a dime to the uh, register. That's true. I, I'd like to give Eric more props. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he actually gave an incredible reason why the grill uh, has to be changed f- from breakfast to dinner and the, the complexity of the grill issue. Really? It was really helpful. Yeah, it's on our feedback page if anybody wants to read it, but it was like a very cogent argument of why you can't just throw it all on there at one time. Well, apparently you can after October 6th. Well, but they're having to, they're having to retool it somehow. Because they're going to put a little divider down the middle. Yeah, this is a little label on one side. Just a little, just a little metal, a little metal <laughs> yeah. divider. They, they get one of those blue label makers that just says eggs. eggs. <laughs> portion. It's, breakfast. They solved the problem. Not breakfast. Oh, that they, was. They, it. They, they hired some MIT guys to come in and, f- and crack this nut. A lot of Mensa folks. Uh, Chris said that the only way to make this right, we have to have some sort of artist rendition. Create a picture of what you would have looked like 12 years ago in your McDonald's uniform <laughs> so that, you know, ideally people would be like, hey, I recognize that guy. And then it would have a, a brief text explaining the crime and a hotline that they can call for restitution. Uh, I'm assuming that would go directly to your cell and then you have to figure out how to get a dime to them. Um, he, they, he also said uh, 
that, by the way, making a donation to the Ronald McDonald House is a great route because I guess uh, they really helped his sister a while ago uh, with, with uh, oh, during awesome. when she was having a difficult, difficult pregnancy. I really like the idea of having myself drawn. It would for sure have a puka shell necklace. Mm-hmm. And then I always wore, uh, <laughs> you could have a visor or a hat, and I always chose a visor because I could spike my hair out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Edgy. And then when my boss left, I would turn it upside down and backwards. You are a worst a, employee you, ever. You, you are just the Jamie Kennedy of your <laughs> own Donald. Perfect. Yeah. John Brown said on Twitter, Jeremiah's McDonald Penance Charity should be named. Frankly, Tallahassee, I give a dime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. I like that one. Did you guys know there's a such thing? As Mensa Match, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> it is a dating service by Match.com through Mensa, where if you're a Mensa member, you can date other Mensa members. Wait, Match.com is—that's you know—that's probably a real fun-loving crowd. You know, I was going to say those sound that, like those dates sound like a blast. When you tailor the weddings to the personality of the couple, oh, that's Mensa. a thrill. Oh, that's yeah. going to be a fun wedding to go to. Mensa Match—that <laughs> that is my favorite feature of membership, though. I mean, it's no good for us, but I think that's just funny because somebody's like, "Okay, I'm taking the test. I got to get into Mensa Match. <laughs> got to get in there." You never win an argument. You would just—I mean—you would just be like two, you know, bulls whose locked horns or two elk, you know, just like because you're equally matched intellectually. Right. Couples, there should always be a smart one and a dumb one. Opposites <laughs> should attract. That is the worst thing I've heard. Let's hear more about this theory. That's how you officiate that wedding. Thank you all for you know, every, seeing every this. Every good relationship. Yeah. Somebody should That's have hands. Somebody dumb. should have upper hand in every, yeah. in every situation. We're gathered here today to see the dumb one marry the smart one. <laughs> I'll let you, you guess know who, who you are. Who. Yeah, you know who you are. We all know. We all you know. You don't got to be a card-carrying Minsa member like I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. There's more feedback. Uh, you can join in if you'd like on the episode page. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Well, earlier in the show, you know, I, I broke the the very important public news that I joined a gym. Yeah. The Twitter has melted. Yeah. And uh, Eddie uh, told us he's he's running a, a six point two. Yeah. Um, Some people call it a 10K, but who knows what that means. (laughs) I'm not metric uh, proficient. Uh, You know, we talk about maybe joining Mensa. Yeah. You know, all these things, you know, uh, Sean is going to get the great courses. You know, these are all things. Jesse's going to just keep on keeping on. I'm going to live the life that I've been living because it just gets better, guys. You're in a marathon. (laughs) But I mean, all these things are like, you don't just accidentally run a marathon. You choose, you create, you know, you challenge yourself with it. You commit Mm -hmm. to it. You train, you do it. Right. And uh, so we kind of want to issue that challenge to all of our listeners. No. Like, what's something we can do, all of us can do something, to get out of our comfort zones, to do something new that'll yeah. kind of expand us and grow us and make us better people? Because New Year's resolutions are yeah. lame Yeah, let's just do this in mid-September. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-September resolutions. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. So, so, yeah, so for the question of the week, we want you to tell us something that you can do and you will do as we're doing these new challenges and these new Great. new season, something that you can do that would make, uh, yeah, kind of expand I love you. That. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait to see what people are going to do. I'm really curious. And there's something about like putting it down on paper, yeah. putting it down, like writing it, like saying, saying it out on loud. the internet, because, on the feedback page. Yeah, we are going time. to check in with you. We yeah. want to hear how things are going. So maybe yeah. it is a physical thing, like I want to run a marathon. Yeah. Maybe it's something like I want to join Mensa or I, wanna, I do want to go back to college or I right. want to give $40 in dimes to people. Right, make restitution. Yeah. yeah, read a couple classic novels or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. I never read Moby Dick. Let's read Moby Dick. 
You yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I like it. And, and maybe, yeah, maybe we'll pick a few and we'll follow up with you. Yeah. Uh, how about this? We follow up with you on one of the last episodes of the year to give people motivation for their New Year's resolution. Like, if you make a good New Year's resolution, look what you can accomplish. This person did this in September. Yeah, with our you know, mi- listen, honestly, what, uh, you know, when he totally changed his life, Chris Pratt, you know, everybody was yeah. like, well, how did you go from that guy to that guy? And he, I saw a, a, a press junket he was doing, and somebody asked that question. And uh, he said, listen, I mean, it's not rocket science. If you give yourself six months, you can do anything. He's like, you can... I like literally, I just went to the gym and I started watching what I was eating and it totally changed my body and changed my life. And he's like, anybody could do it. I'm not like special. Yeah. I just committed to it and I did it. And because everybody like looks from afar and like, oh, he had all this Hollywood trainer stuff. No, he's just a guy who just said every day. Paleo and CrossFit. Yeah, Paleo and CrossFit. And he's like, I worked out an hour a day and, you know, or sometimes really more. Yep. And it works. Yep. Well, so, it's like, he, it's like people that, uh, whether you're using like, you know, Rosetta Stone or, or whatever, like people that learn completely, you know, different languages that they've never spoken before over the course of a few months. Like to me, that is super impressive. Yeah. And we can do it. We can all do it. That'll be fun. Let's yep, do it. I love this. Okay. Hit us up on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and tell us your thing or hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. And I like what Jesse said. We're going to find a few and we're going to stay tracking with you and we're going to check in yep. at the end of the year and, uh, it maybe it'll inspire other people. And it doesn't all have to be well. I mean, all physical. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Just, yeah, whatever. Mental, spiritual, physical. I think I don't know about social, but I mean. But but even but if it's something can. minor, like I want to learn to juggle, or I want to do a stand-up comedy set, or, or whatever. I'm a, or I'm a huge introvert, so I'm going to go join this club or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? And yeah, so it's yeah. like getting outside of your normal shell. I like that. I like that too. I'm going to dig a tunnel and buy a jaguar. Yeah. Whatever you feel like you're going to do. Chase break, your dreams. I'm going to break out of this chains of this preschool with Joey. Yeah. And we are going to walk down and figure out how to get a Jaguar. I think it's probably Sergey or something, but you know, Joey. I would like sure. to have a Jaguar with you. <laughs> <laughs> I would like the Jaguar. You just went like German. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. I can't it's do it. It's a multicultural preschool, Cameron. <laughs> let, let me have a green one. <laughs> Give this to me now. Many, many thanks to Dr. Stephen Mansfield for talking to us. You can connect with him at stephenmansfield.tv and thanks also to Foles for talking to us their new album What Went Down is out now it's phenomenal and there's a new uh, there's a feature on them in the new issue of Relevant which is great you can get that now at the iTunes store or newsstands or relevantmagazine.com Eddie what would it be like if Sergey <laughs> yeah I want to not be and Joy at thirteen in the back brace. Oh went man! To break out of, really, went to the Jaguar dealership. for you guys. We dug a hole. Let's go. <laughs> we will climb through this hole together. <laughs> Let us go get a Jaguar. My dad doesn't let me drive. <laughs> <laughs> she can't sit in the seat in the Jaguar. I can't even sit down. <laughs> this Jaguar is so small. Did you bring him money? <laughs> theater, theater of the mind. Eddie's going into an audio play. He is like. He could do like a Lake Wobegon type of deal right now. <laughs> so you know who else? Kate Blanchett. Oh, she is so good yeah. at acting as other people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what an inspiration. <laughs> inspiration. You know what I was trying to say, though, about her. I'm saying like she's really good at doing impressions. 
Like she's acting. very good at the thing she does professionally. <laughs> it's widely regarded as being good. <laughs> you, you people, you people. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, The Great Courses. Remember, you can go to thegreatcourses.com/relevant and you can order from eight of their best-selling courses for up to eighty percent off the original price. Uh, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/relevant. You can watch the entire live show. Uh, there, it's in seven chapters. They're clearly numbered in order, one through seven. Uh, Someone hit- made a playlist too. Yeah, uh, we, we did. did. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we did. So you can just start at the beginning, and they'll play in order for you. I do uh, not have internet. <laughs> you can watch the entire two-hour show. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Cuffolds. I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. I'm Jesse Carey. For Sean and Equist. We'll see you next week. listening to the relevant podcast connect with us on twitter at relevant podcast and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com and don't forget to check the magazine out it's available on newsstands and at the itunes app store or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe Do you smell what the rock is brewing?